thought that wealth would buy me things, success, fortune, and fame, but all it did was break my heart and drive me so insane. I came to Vegas just to see if true love could be found. The devil got his hold on me and into sin was bound. Then I OD'd that faithful day. I saw my Savior's face. His blood is what has set me free. He died to give me grace. If you are in your darkest hour, so black you cannot see, reach up to him and in his power, Jesus, he'll set you free. Hi, I'm Annie Lobert, and welcome to The Pink Chair Show. I am so happy that you're with us today, and I wanted to share with you something really important. What do you know about human trafficking? What do you know about sex trafficking? Why do you need to know about human trafficking? Well, let me share very bluntly with you and honestly with you that modern day slavery occurs when a person is under the control of another person who applies violence, hitting, beating, threatening, and forced to maintain that control, and the goal of that control is exploitation. Say it with me, exploitation. You heard in my song, which is actually based on Amazing Grace, that when I came to Las Vegas, I thought that this is the place that I would be set free that I had no idea what I was stepping into. Many times when we're in this predicament, when we're naive, we're young, or we just don't know, we can step into a place that's very, very dark, that looks like light. Like if you literally come to Las Vegas, many of you, or people that have lived here or have came here to live here, or you visit as a tourist, you see these lights and it's like a moth to a flame. It draws you in. It draws you in and you're just like fascinated with the beautiful neon lights. You're fascinated with the light bulbs going off and on, different colors, inviting you in. Even the big giant marquees now that they have that change with all these different programs and the pictures are beautiful and they're dancing and they're singing and they're inviting you into the casino to have food, to gamble, to win a bunch of money, gold and diamonds and slot machines going off, mega bucks, right? And it draws you in because that's the idea when it comes to adult Disneyland, which is Las Vegas, is to bring you here. And by the way, we don't have a bad place. This is not a bad city if you use it for the right means. If you use it just to fun, kick back, have a good time, be with your family, eat, you know, go to a show on the strip. If your family gambles, whatever, have fun, and then you end it. But some people don't handle it like that. I was one of them. Some of you might know my story, but I actually came to Las Vegas 
to learn about Las Vegas because I knew there was money here. My girlfriend was already here. She was being trafficked by her pimp. And guess what? I had a Romeo boyfriend that brought me with him to Las Vegas. And all of a sudden, the first night that I worked, I got trafficked, sex trafficked on the Las Vegas trip. Yes. And I was a call girl. If anyone doesn't know what that is, a call girl is a girl that is called from an ad, let's say, used to just be the Yellow Pages and the newspapers and the After Dark magazine. They can call an escort service and order a companion, and they make up fake names and fake scenarios like, oh, college girl needs money. Oh, bored housewife doesn't like her husband anymore. Oh, little young teenage girl, barely 18, ready for fun. These are the type of ads that they put out. And if you don't believe me, I want you to go right now, grab your yellow pages, and pop it open to entertainment, okay? Pop it open to the entertainment, and you will see ads, hundreds, if not a thousand ads, for escort services in Las Vegas, entertainment, strippers. I worked for several different escort services in Las Vegas, and back then they actually had pictures of girls, and so I ended up you know, getting caught up in that terrible lifestyle. But you know what the best thing about Las Vegas is? Is that even though this town, it swallowed me up, I love this city. I have forgiven Vegas. This is the town I live in. This is my backyard. This is where I've met the best people in my life, people that care, people that want to help, people that are generous, people that are loving. And you know, this city actually gave me my heart back. This is where I was lost, but this is exactly where I was found. And in that dark, dark place, on that floor overdosing, is where I met Jesus I met Jesus in Las Vegas in my darkness. Yes, he met me right where I was at when I cried out to him. And the rest is so joy-filled because he changed my life forever. And that is the exact reason why. That God prompted me to start Hookers for Jesus. Hookers for Jesus is our outreach to ladies on the Las Vegas Strip that are being sold and sex trafficked in the escort services, in the private ads, in their own personal ads. And we simply offer them love. We offer them a relationship. We offer them resources. We offer them a way out. We offer them Destiny House program. And we ask if they want to get out, hey, give us a call. If you need help getting out, give us a call. If you need some support while you're in it, call us. We'll pray for you, we'll guide you, and we'll encourage you and give you hope. That's it. See you right when I come back. I'm going to share more about that in a moment. Hi, I'm Annie from The Pink Chair. I want to take a minute to invite you to be a partner with us at Hookers for Jesus and the Destiny House. You know, it says in Psalm 82.3 that defend the cause of the weak and fatherless. These ladies are fatherless, many of them. Maintain the rights of the poor and oppressed. That's exactly what Destiny House does. Ladies and gentlemen, it is not free. We are a nonprofit. We rely solely on your donations to keep that house open every single day. Yes, we have volunteers. We need volunteers. However, the core care for the girls has to be staff care because of the high, high, high level of severe complex trauma that they have. 
I won't do it any other way and I will not compromise. I find this to be the best care that I've ever seen in my life. I wish I would have had Destiny House when I got out of the industry. I didn't. So this is the best thing that I knew that God had us do is provide this beautiful home. If you're excited about being a partner, we just need $25, $50 a month partners, $100 a month partners. If you want to give a thousand, we'd love that too. Go to hookersforjesus.net, click on donate. It says on secure give or PayPal, you can become a partner. Please join us in this righteous fight to bring his daughters home to get healed, whole, and delivered. Thank you. Welcome back to the pink chair. My name's Annie, and I wanted to ask you a question. What do you think that Jesus would do about trafficking? What do you think he would say? What type of action do you think he would take? Well, I know this for sure. From the story from the woman in adultery, it's pretty obvious that he was an advocate for women and he wanted to protect those who were being accused. That woman in adultery in John 8 was being accused of being with a man, cheating, and he was cheating on his wife, and they wanted to stone her to death. And everyone came with their rocks. Get her, Jesus, get her. But you know what Jesus did? Jesus just knelt down. He started writing something in the sand, and he said, Whoever doesn't have sin, go ahead and cast that stone. And guess what, you guys? Nobody could do that. From the oldest to the youngest, because the oldest left first, because some scholars say that they believe the oldest guys had the most sin, whatever the reason is. I think it's because they were so convicted in their hearts of their lust. Maybe they were partaking. Maybe they were purchasing women. Yes, prostitution, sex trafficking didn't start in Las Vegas. It didn't start in the gold rush days. It started when we came to the earth. Okay, exploitation started then. Because the devil, since the Garden of Eden, has been exploiting people for his gain. And, and I think, honestly, we have proof right now. If I read this to you, you'll agree with me very, very simply. If we say, it says right now in... Deuteronomy 10:18, he executes justice for the orphan and the widow and shows his love for the alien by giving him food and clothing. Now, we could definitely take the orphan and we could say it doesn't necessarily have to be, yes, a physical orphan, someone where their parents have died or they're gone. And the widow, we could say, yes, that's a person that the husband died, but for me, myself, even though I didn't lose my father right away, my father passed away a couple years ago, I still considered myself in my heart an orphan. I felt like an orphan. I felt like I didn't have a father because I couldn't relate to him. I didn't have a relationship with him. It was just anger and, and just brutality and, and just there was nothing. But I have to say, you guys, towards the end of our, the last 10 years of our relationship was beautiful. We reconciled and God just breathed on that relationship and changed it. And so I'm just going to say to anyone out there that if you think God can't do that for your relationships, when you feel like you can't get along with your father, that is a lie. God can move mountains for you if you pray and ask him and if you show love and we forgive. Then the next 
uh, verse that I wanted to share with you is Isaiah 117. What would Jesus do? Yeah, he was very familiar with Isaiah. Don't forget, one of his first shares of scripture was in the temple. He shared Isaiah 61. The Lord has anointed me to preach the gospel, right? So it says in Isaiah 117, learns to do good, learn to do good, seek justice, reprove the ruthless, defend the orphans, plead for the widow. I called myself a widow, and maybe you can relate to this, because I felt like I had lost the love of my life. When I found out that my boyfriend, my fiancés, were traffickers. It annihilated my heart and my hopes, and I felt like I'll never love again. I'll never trust again, because that's what a widow feels like. She'll never love again. She'll never be with her husband again. She's grieving for years. That's what it felt like for me when we came into a bad relationship, the toxic, abusive, coercive, forceful, just very violent relationships I have with both of my traffickers. So I believe that Jesus would never be for trafficking. He would never be for exploitation. He was for the women. He was for anyone that was stuck in slavery. In fact, it says in John, it says in John that the truth will set you free. The truth will set us free. And his truth is this, that he loves us, that he desires us to be free. He doesn't want us stuck somewhere, trapped in addiction, trapped in a sexual relationship, a toxic relationship, abusive relationship, uh, stuck in a job that's abusing you, any scenario, a family that's abusive with you. No, you know what he wants? He wants you to be freed up from that. So I don't know who I'm speaking to today, but I'm feeling like you need to hear this. Right now I'm set free, and that's why Hookers for Jesus was born. I think that one of the reasons why that I was very, very prompted to start the Destiny House was simply because when I was going out to the Strip, it's literally I, I was fishing for people. I was fishing for women that were drowning, that needed help, that were going, come on, help me. I can't make it. I can't swim anymore. I'm tired. I want to get away from my trafficker. And I grabbed her hand and I said, come on with me. But you know what I did, you guys, which is totally not a good thing to do. By the way, I do not recommend this. I took those ladies into my own personal home. Yes, I did. And I put them on my couch. I fed them. I clothed them. I got them bus tickets. I got them airplane tickets back to where they were from to get away from their traffickers. So I guess deep down inside, I had always wanted to start the Destiny House. And that's the miracle of Destiny House because it wasn't birthed out of me watching another ministry. We started Hookers for Jesus 15 years ago. 15 years ago before sex trafficking ministries, sex trafficking orgs were a trend. They are a big trend right now. For a lot of people, unfortunately, the trend is let's make some money. Let's hire some staff. But there are some good agencies out there. Don't give up on everyone, okay? Because I've met a lot of agencies that actually are helping ladies, helping boys with direct services, and that's what we do. They need direct services. And what better way to reach them and to love on them and to hug them and let them know that they are not alone. They have never been forgotten. God has never rejected them. God has never been mad at them. God has never hated them. That he has loved them with an everlasting love that could never, never, never end if they would just believe that that is the truth about them. What better way to reach them, to, to reach them with the love of Jesus? And you know what? How about this? Let's 
step it up a notch. What if another girl, someone like Rahab, comes along and says, hey, I understand where you've been. I know about trafficking. I know what it's like to be abused. That is a light at the end of a tunnel. Anyone that sees another person that has been trafficked, that has been abused, that has been uh, toxically treated and molested and yelled at and berated and says, oh my gosh, if you can make it, I think I can too. So that's why Destiny House was born. I knew that I couldn't bring them home anymore. It's completely unethical. If you look at any social worker, any doctors will tell you, please don't bring your patients home. You'll never get a break. And that's the main reason. There's something called vicarious trauma that happens to people that are around other people that have been abused and you've already gotten out of it or you've just a caregiver, you wanna help them. You become so involved with their life that you can't handle the trauma and you get that trauma coming on you and you worry about them and you live and breathe their problems. You wanna solve everything, but listen, we cannot because see, God is the one who solves the problems. It says in the word that the counselor is the Holy Spirit. I'm not against counseling. The girls at Destiny House, they get trauma counseling, group therapy, everything. But truly for me, what healed me the deepest was the Holy Spirit speaking to me, telling me I was beautiful and loved, telling me I could begin again, that I'm a new creature, that I am beautiful and loved and chosen by him. Come back and I'll share more about what we do at Destiny House. Hi, welcome to The Pink Chair and I wanted to ask you, do you know anything about sex trafficking? This is the book for you to read. Let me tell you what Sheila Walsh says. She says, this is one of the most powerful stories of redemption I've ever read. With heart-wrenching honesty, Fallon details the journey into darkness that almost cost Annie her life. If you've ever wondered if it's possible to fall too far to be saved, then read on. Sheila Walsh. Lisa Bevere says, Annie Lobert's story will help women realize that they are worthy of love and can be free no matter what they've been through. Annie has opened her heart in such a raw and beautiful way in Fallon. And I'm so grateful for her courage to share her narrative in order to impart hope to all who read it. This is my book. This is my story. If you're interested, if you want to learn more about trafficking and just about a story of redemption hope, if you've ever been abused, if you've ever been sexually abused, if you've ever been lied to, cheated on, toxic relationships, this will teach you how to get out of it. You can go to hookersforjesus.net and just click on the picture. It'll take you to Amazon, or you can email us and ask us for a copy, and I'll sign it for you. Please do this sooner than later because this is in our backyard. You need to know about trafficking. Thank you. Welcome back to The Pink Chair. My name is Annie Lobert, and I am the founder of Hookers for Jesus and the Destiny House. We were talking earlier about Hookers for Jesus and reaching out to these beautiful ladies that are on the Las Vegas trip being sold by their traffickers, going up and down the hotel elevators and escalators, going in and out of rooms, making money, and then their pimp, their trafficker, taking their money from them in the beginning of the morning or at the end of the night and not letting them have any money. 
And so that's called sex trafficking. And I want to ask you a question. I want to know, do you think that when a little girl starts growing up, do you think she thinks, hey, I think I'm going to take my clothes off for a living. Wow, I, I think I want to have sex with thousands of men. That is never a thought in a little girl's mind, ever. It was never in my mind. Any girl that I've dealt with at the Destiny House or girls that I've helped outside the Destiny House has ever thought that thought. This is what Ephesians 1, 4 through 5 says about all of us, including you. If you're out there right now working and you're stuck and you're enslaved, this is what Ephesians 1, 4 through 5 says. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons. We could put in daughters there through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. It's God's will. It's God's will for us to be blameless in his sight and to be his children. And I don't think, you know, a mother or a father would ever say, oh, I want my kids, I want my daughter, I want my son to be a pimp, I want my son to be a prostitute, I want my daughter to be a working girl. No, God has never desired that for any of the people caught in slavery. He desires all of us to be free. In fact, you know what? He's such a gentleman. He won't even put his will on us. He gives us free will to choose. And that's why we get caught up in some of these lifestyles because sometimes we're empty. We want love. We want acceptance. We don't want to be rejected. So we see the first guy that pays attention to us and all of a sudden we're trapped because we've met a trafficker. We've met an abuser. We met someone we had no idea that was going to coerce us, force us, and lie to us about a way of living that could make us happy one day. Because it's a web, you guys, for a reason. A sex trafficking web, very underground. And I'm so thankful for today's exposure and education. There's so many great orgs out there that are doing a great work sharing about this tragedy in our country and in other countries as well. And Destiny House, I'm gonna tell you about Destiny House because Destiny House, again, was birthed out of my couch. <laughs> Letting girls come, giving them a pillow, a nice little blanket, little teddy bear, hug on. Say, girl, it's gonna be okay, you're gonna make it. I'll get you home somehow. I'll get you back to your parents, if their parents weren't abusive, by the way, and weren't trafficking them themselves, because that happens too. So the first house was a small little house, and I live there. Now, I don't recommend that, because that is definitely not the way to go. But at the time, it seemed convenient, and this was a very, very long time ago. It was actually, oh my goodness, 12 or 13 years ago, I lived at the first Destiny house. And we had our first girl, I'll never forget. She came in and she had just turned 18. There was a judge in town that gave her to us. She was so precious. She had been working since she was very young. I think maybe she was 13 the first time. Yes, the average age of entry into trafficking of children is usually 
between the ages of 11 and 14, as tragic as that sounds. And she came in and, you know, she got a chance to have a brand new life. She got away from her trafficker. And I'll never forget her because she was very, very special to us. And I have to tell you, I got a call from her. I got a call from her a couple weeks ago telling me that she won custody of, she has a child now, several children actually, won custody of her child. And it was such a joyous moment. And she goes, and I still love Jesus, Annie. I never forgot my Jesus. And it was such an amazing story to hear about the goodness of God and what he can do. There was another young lady that came into our program. She was on, I don't know, maybe 10 psychotropic meds. The doctors had kept prescribing her and prescribing her meds. And by the time she got done with our program, she was off everything, completely delivered. She had been to... 17 different programs prior to us that were not trafficking specific, but she had been to 17 different recovery programs. We were the first one that was a trafficking specific program and she graduated. And can I say to this day, she has her own business. She's drug free. She's doing fantastic. She's a grandma and she is thriving in her life. She is a survivor thriver. This is what happens at Destin House. The girls come in, they get counseling right away. There's time for them to heal for at least six months, or if they need longer, they can. They do a bunch of self-discovery studies. We go to church. We also go to celebrate recovery groups. We go to different groups for addictions. We do a lot of devotionals. We do a lot of activities, art, equine therapy. The girls get to work out. They have their own personal trainer. They get to swim. They get to play tennis. The girls are involved with a lot of things that they have fun with. Like we go bowling, we go to movies, they get to eat at special places. And not only that, the main core of our Destiny House is to rebuild their entire lives. You're literally taking a girl that is like a little girl, even if she's over 18, and you're rebuilding her life from the ground up because we're getting to the root of her issues, even if they were daddy issues from a little girl. And we're getting her into the direction of her healing, healing from PTSD, complex trauma, severe trauma. And let me tell you the core of our program. The core of our program at Destiny House is love. Love. Love coming from the love of Jesus. That's what healed me, and that's what I know heals the girls. And there is no greater love than someone that will lay their life down for you and give their lives for you. And that's exactly what Jesus did. That's what he did for me. And that's what he can do for you. If you want more information about the Destiny House, we need partners. You can go to hookersforjesus.net, click on Destiny House, you can read about what we do. If you have a friend or if you know someone or if you're in the industry yourself and you want to get out, give us a call at 702-883-5155. We will get you an appointment. We will get that person an appointment and an interview. And we will get you started on the process of entering Destiny House where you can dream, discover, and develop into the brand new lady that you want to be in God. Thank you. If you're interested, if you want to learn more about trafficking and just about a story of redemption hope, if you've ever been abused, if you've ever been sexually abused, if you've ever been lied to, cheated on, toxic relationships, this will teach you how to get out of it. You can go to hookersforjesus.net and just click on the picture. It'll take you to Amazon, or you can email us and ask us for a copy, and I'll sign it for you. Please 
do this sooner than later because this is in our backyard. You need to know about trafficking. Thank you. Thank you.